Cannabis and some of its byproducts are and were considered a Schedule One drug, putting it on the same level as crack, cocaine, and heroin. CBD, up until 2018, after the passage of the Hemp Farming Bill, also fell under this umbrella. Now, I can drive a couple miles down the road to one of the local coffee shops and they'll offer to put CBD in one of my drinks. Along with restaurants offering CBD, there's all kinds of products right now. Whether it's part of your skincare routine or just a bear-shaped gummy to remind you of simpler days, CBD is becoming a bigger part in people's daily lives. But other than slightly changing the flavor of my go-to drink, does it actually do anything? Or is it all just a bunch of hogwash? A load of malarkey. Absolute codswallop. Whatever it may be, let's figure it out on today's episode of Cannabis Classroom. Now, before we get too deep into the possible effects CBD might have, let's first discuss what it is. CBD, or cannabidiol, is the second most prevalent active ingredient in cannabis. I know what you're probably thinking. Reefers. But CBD is actually derived from hemp. What this means in practice is that there isn't a sort of high you feel when taking CBD by itself. That high actually comes from THC, but to be legally considered CBD, a product has to have no more than 0.3% traces of THC. Now in terms of legality, status has been in flux. All 50 states have laws legalizing CBD with varying degrees of restriction. In December 2015, the FDA eased the regulatory requirements to allow researchers to conduct CBD trials. And in 2018, the Farm Bill made hemp legal in the United States, making it virtually impossible to keep CBD illegal. Or, as Dr. Peter Grinspoon, a primary care physician, educator, and cannabis specialist at Massachusetts General Hospital put it, that would be like making oranges legal, but keeping orange juice illegal. That same farming bill removed all hemp-derived products, including CBD, from the Controlled Substance Act, which criminalizes possession of drugs. This means that CBD is legal if it comes from hemp, that 0.3% rule we mentioned earlier, which has drastically increased attainability. And just about every state, anybody, even without a medical marijuana license, is welcome to purchase CBD for whatever reason they deem fit. Now, that's great and all, but I'm sure you didn't click play to hear what is and isn't legally CBD, which, honestly, there. So why might somebody choose to take CBD then? You can probably find an anecdote or clickbait article claiming that CBD is the magical cure-all elixir. Cancer? CBD's got you covered. Curing dementia? CBD. You can probably find an anecdote or clickbait article claiming that CBD is this magical cure-all elixir. Cancer? CBD's got you covered. Curing dementia? CBD. Using the mandolin cutter you got for Christmas, but you've been too afraid to use it because it looks like a form of medieval torture, perfect for slicing veggies and fingers, but you finally pony up one day to use it, get in a rhythm while cutting a red onion for tonight's dinner and accidentally slice off a chunk of your finger? Oh yeah, buddy. CBD will take care of that. As ridiculous as these claims sound, these far-fetched ideas of CBD aren't uncommon. Well, maybe with the exception of the last one. The truth is, CBD research is relatively new, which means most of our data comes from clinical trials and personal anecdotes. However, if you sift through a lot of these claims, there are some sort of patterns we pick up that are hard to ignore. 
There are clinical trials and studies that suggest CBD can help with managing anxiety, insomnia, chronic pain, and under specific conditions, shows some promise on helping to lower addictive cravings. Personally, I'm a firm believer in CBD and its possible benefits. As a matter of fact, I took one after playing three hours of basketball just a few hours before writing this. And admittedly, while I didn't soothe the burn of losing, my muscles did feel a little looser and I didn't have to waddle around like a penguin to get to and from my desk. My mom and dad also both have chronic back issues and when they flare up, CBD is one of the few things that help them to get even an ounce of sleep. These are just two brief examples of my life where I've seen CBD in action, but that still doesn't make CBD some sort of miracle drug that will fix anything and everything. When there's a new claim about what CBD can do for you, I think it's important to remain skeptical and most importantly, listen to your body. In the aforementioned clinical trials that suggest CBD helps with all different types of ailments, there were some patients who, simply put, didn't feel anything. And to be honest, that tracks. There isn't a single consumable product out there that will evoke the same reaction from every person who takes it. Well, at least that's what I continued to tell myself after nobody other than my brother liked the brownies I made for the office. Now I know that's been a lot of information thrown your way, but there's one more topic I'd like to touch on to close out today's crash course on CBD. Potency. Some labels will read high potency on them. It would probably be deduced that this means the product has high concentrations of CBD, but what does that actually mean in practice? When it comes to CBD, the term potency is usually referring to its strength, which is almost always displayed on the front label in milligrams. This could range from 300 milligrams to 1500 milligrams, in some instances even more than that. By general standards, a 25 milligram dose of CBD in a single sitting can be considered a high potency dose. However, CBD is known to affect each person differently. For example, hypothetically, let's say one of my best friends is a 5'4 short king. Totally hypothetical. Uh, they might have a therapeutic effect at just 5 milligrams, whereas my 6 foot brother might not feel any effect until right around 25 milligrams. As we said earlier, it's ultimately dependent on the person taking them. So if you're new to CBD, I'd recommend starting off with a lower dose. If you're a seasoned vet, been around the block, seen a thing or two when it comes to CBD, well then maybe a higher potency is right for you. Now, you might be asking, what if I take too much? And it technically is possible to overdose on CBD, and some of the symptoms to watch out for include drowsiness, nausea, and diarrhea. However, it's important to note that CBD overdose looks very different compared to other substances. The toxic dose of CBD falls somewhere around 20,000 milligrams of CBD taken almost all at once. Even then, the toxic dose is not widely considered to be lethal. So hypothetically, if you find yourself in a situation where you've shotgun 13 bottles of 1500 milligram CBD gummies all at once, you'll be okay. You'll probably feel pretty gnarly, but you'd be alive at the very least. Ultimately, the best thing to do is find a reputable source that you trust and dose responsibly. And with that, that'll just about wrap up our show for today. A lot of information thrown your way, but it just scratches the surface. So for more CBD dives, tune in to Feel Good Audibles for your weekly dose of cannabis education. This has been Chris, signing off, reminding you to stay groovy.